0: let
1: Everybody. Good evening, I think it's time for a meeting. Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group. Let's get focused by having a 3 minutes meditation in a moment or two. And we're going to follow that with the fog light prayer.
2: Good evening, everyone. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Fred. Hi, Fred. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Mike Chase. Mike Chase. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're going to start the meditation in a minute, so please take a moment to get situated. Please turn off all the devices that are going to make noise. Your phones, your beepers, your Game boys all those fun things. The coffee area will be closed for this portion of the meeting so as to minimize distractions. Also refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly
1: getting up or sitting back down during the meeting.
2: Yeah, for the meditation, some suggestions are to focus on your breath and your posture. Just relax, breathe in God, breathe out self. Feel that air go in your nose. Let it sit and percolate in your
1: lungs for a moment or two. And then let it out with a... You know, imagine you're, you're fiddling with a flame on a candle. That will get you focused. So when you come out of this meditation, you'll be just right where you're at. We take this time to get reconnected to God. Let the craziness of your day just drift away. And ask God to help you focus on the study. So we'll see you guys in three minutes. Enjoy your time with God. The
2: join us in the fog light prayer we're going to do the us version tonight god god, god let your god. love shine through us like a fog light So those who are lost sick and
1: dying <clears> to <throat> find your love through us we're going to have a secretary report done by ryan tonight come on <laughs> up
3: hi i'm ryan and i am not your recovered alcoholic secretary Uh, In keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, the baskets are now going around. And I've asked Kelly to read the recovered statement. We read this notice to explain why many people in this group identify as recovered rather than recovering, and what it exactly means to be a recovered alcoholic.
4: Who?
5: (laughs) I'm a recovered alcoholic named Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hi. Recovered, we are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured, that presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in the body. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have
3: recovered. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. 1940s-style big book sponsorship from forward to second edition of Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experienced is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back into His loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. Uh, there's there's uh, announcements, but I didn't bring any of them here with me. So if you're curious about anything going on, there's a table back in the back there. You can check it out.
1: Fellowship of the Spirit, we got to mention that.
3: Fellowship of the Spirit is j- June, June, 20, June, June 21st and
1: 22nd.
3: June 21st and 22nd. And I got tickets. And Mike Chase has tickets. Um, we also have CDs, mugs, large print, big books, little red books, and big book dictionaries for sales uh, in the back there. So if you want to get any of that, uh, you can see any home group member. Um, and we meet every Monday promptly starting at 7.15. And we ask that you be ready and wait, we ask that you be courteous and ready to begin at the Re- Road to Recovery Tune. See you next week. Thanks. Uh, also this Saturday, uh,
1: the... Uh, General Service has a planning meeting. I think it's a final planning meeting for the old-timers picnic. So check that out. Definitely check out those flyers.
2: From the 4th to the 1st edition of Alcoholics Anonymous. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book and of this group. From their solution, also from the big book. The
1: tremendous fact for every one of us is that we've discovered a common solution. We have a way out which we can absolutely agree and which you can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news the book carries to those who suffer from
2: alcoholism. This is an open meeting and as such, all who have an interest in alcoholism and our program of recovery are welcome. Because this is an open meeting, you need not identify yourself nor your reason for being here if you do not wish to do so. Your anonymity will be protected. We ask that you protect ours. And on
1: anonymity, we have a question and answer period where a microphone goes around. This meeting is recorded and podcast later. So if you don't want your voice out on the Internet, no problems. Just pass the mic to somebody else. Can I see a show of hands of the rec- uh, people joining us for the first time tonight? Welcome. Thank okay. you guys are here. And luckily you have people on either side of you who will coach you when it gets to that part. Can we have we a show like to of hands? hanging too much.
2: Oops, sorry. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Can we have a show of hands of recovered alcoholics?
1: If your hand's not up, I recommend you talk to the folks who are. They'll get you connected to God through the book. Uh, while this is an open meeting, membership in this group is limited to those who wish to recover from alcoholism and have a desire to stop drinking for good and all. Each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is a potential sponsor of a new member and should clearly recognize the obligations and duties
2: of such a responsibility. Does anyone need a big book tonight? Raise your hand. All right, can we pass the big book down to him? Let's get a book down there, Ryan. Oh, great. Oh.
1: So, before we. B- b- Before we begin our study of the book, last week we reviewed Tradition 8, which means Tradition... Nine.
2: Good. Tonight.
1: (laughs) Oh, she's on 10 again. We're just completely off on that, aren't we? Well, we just want you more. So y'all just refer to, in the unabridged, which is the big book, page 562, and the abridged, which is the little book on page 177, she's going to read the short form, the long form, and then give us her best darn belief of what it is.
6: The Hello, everyone. I'm Lexi. I'm a recovered alcoholic.
2: Hey, Lexi.
6: And this is Tradition 10. T-E-N. All right. In the short form, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the AA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. And in the long form, no AA group or member should ever, in such a way as to implicate AA, express any opinion on outside controversial issues, particularly those of politics, alcohol reform, or sectarian religion. The Alcoholics Anonymous groups oppose no one. Concerning such matters, they can express no views whatever. All right. What to say about 10? I feel like this is... Probably a pretty simple one. I mean, at the heart of it, if A, took a stand for or against any outside issue, our singleness of purpose would be completely lost. I mean, that purpose being to stay sober and to help others recover from alcoholism. And even take singleness of purpose out for a second. We can hardly carry the message to alcoholics if we are keeping people out of the doors. And I think it's simple because you can really see... This tradition and the time that we live in, we live in a really divisive time. I mean, we have Donald Trump, you have abortion, you have anti-vaxxers, you have Donald Trump, you have gun control, you have global warming, you have Donald Trump. And people have a lot of opinions on everything, and they like to publicly voice those opinions. I don't know about you, but my Facebook has been... A war zone. You know, you see a status and then you notice it has 213 comments and you can't help but literally look through them all and just see the type of things that people are saying to each other and it's wild. And I can't really imagine what it would be like if the rooms were in any fashion in that way. And luckily AA knows that angry debate over things that which we have no control over can only serve to split us up. And by steering clear of these outside issues, we can focus on what we do best, which is fixing alcoholics. And it not only applies to AA as a whole. I mean, that's obvious to see, but it applies when you're speaking as an AA member. You really have no business taking a position on any outside issue, no matter how noble the cause is, whether you're behind a podium or if you're sharing, because it can imply as as a way to implicate AA. And I'll just close with... Um, a quote that I really liked in the 12 and 12, and it says, "'This reluctance to fight one another or anybody else does not mean that the members of AA are going to back away from their individual responsibilities to act as they see right upon the issues of our time. But when it comes to AA as a whole, that's quite a different matter entirely. In this respect, we do not enter into public controversy because we know that our society will perish if it does.'" we conceive the survival and spread of AA to be something of far greater importance than the weight we could collectively throw of any other cause. And that's all I got on Tenor.
1: Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being was Great. Oh, she's good, ain't she? In order for us, me, to stay focused as we study the big book, we used the big book study guide, which was prepared by Krusty Cliff with the aid of Joe and Charlie. And uh, Krusty Cliff was in the primary purpose Big Book Study Group, which we're sort of follow after.
2: Tonight, we are going to begin on page 126, 127, which will be read from tonight's reader, Shay. Welcome, Shay, everybody. first time reading. He only said no three times before I got him to do it. <laughs> after the page is read, we are going to ask questions from the podium, starting back at the top of page 127-ish. The answers will be one sentence unless otherwise specified, and multi-part questions are simply a one-sentence answer, split up a commas Commas, semicolons, hyphens, and other fun bits of punctuation. So, for the folks who are just getting here in English, what that means is that we're going to have Shea read the
1: material once through, and then we're going to dissect the information we just read a second time through a question-and-answer format. Notice how the language in the questions gives us new light in which to
2: consider the study material. You may be asking why this is important. Why this, is this important? This is important because hearing the question and rereading the content offers a definite way of comprehending the material covered. After we've completed the page, we open up for comments, questions, and observations based on what we have just read. If you have spiritual experiences with this information, you are free to share.
1: And if you don't have experience, feel free to ask questions or just listen along. And also, let's try to watch out for us going down squirrel holes about where this is. Let's try to stay focused on what the material was covered tonight. However, big book studies, not therapy. Should you be sharing about topics which are most appropriately discussed in a different setting, You know, like in your sponsorship setting, with your family setting, psychiatry setting? Don't be you know, offended if we have Shay cut the conversation short. For that's purpose. That's why we have fellowship means before and after the study time. Show up early. Get to know everybody. Stick around. Get to know people. So when life shows up, you know who you can talk to about issues. That's what we're all here for.
2: You can never go wrong by commenting on the page, which brings us to one of the words of the co-founders of Alcoholics Anonymous. Sobriety, freedom from alcohol through the teaching and practice of the 12 steps is the sole purpose of any Alcoholics Anonymous group. 71st session. Boom. 71 weeks.
1: And we just didn't decide to like read family afterwards tonight. 71 weeks ago, we started on page zero And we read the forwards and the preferences, and we do that because we really feel it's important to get an idea of what organization you're getting into, the history of the organization, some of the beginning stories that go along with it. Why it even got started in the first place, if you're going to be wanting to make this uh, a rest-of-your-life fellowship, it's kind of important to know what you're getting into. So we don't want to, like, trick you into AA, we want to let you know what you're getting into.
2: Yeah, so once you kind of read that with the sponsor and you're guided through that and you learn a little bit of history of AA, you get into the doctor's opinion. And the doctor's opinion basically tells you what you suffer from, a threefold disease, mind, body, and spirit. Mind being the mental obsession, the spirit being the disconnection from God, and the physical part, which would be the phenomenon of Craig, which is the manifestation of the allergy.
1: And that looks a lot like Bill W.'s story. We go into Bill's story, which is like a classic 12-step call. It takes you through the life of Bill W., how alcohol started out to be fun and exciting, and then it got a little out of control, and then it got completely out of control, and then he got completely unable to control and enjoy and didn't know what to do. Ebby shows up with a solution. Bill sort of argued and fought that, but Bill finally sees the light. He has a spiritual experience, and he flips his life over. But, you know, the whole concept of a spiritual experience, nobody's really... you know, when you first come in, you're sort of wondering why we have to have this spiritual experience. So
2: we have a chapter which marries that, and we call that... There's a solution, and there's a solution kind of... Bill, Bill W. finds a solution in, in, with Abby Thatcher, and basically there's a solution that's going to run you through and basically telling you you're going to have a spiritual experience.
1: And who thinks they need to have a spiritual experience when they first come here? Not very many. So we have a chapter called more about alcoholism, which explains why a spiritualist experience is important. More or less, it even tells you why what will happen if you don't have a spiritual experience. A lot of people call more about alcoholism the chapter on relapse because it shows what will happen to an alcoholic who knows what alcoholism is, knows what the what the what the solution is but doesn't act on the solution so we have that that brings us to a point in place where i have to have a spiritual experience but i think i got some issues with god and all that stuff so we have a chapter called
2: we Agnostics. that's a really good transition Thank you. so we agnostics. it what it does is it challenges what you think you know so you can gain a new experience it kind of pins you in a corner and at this point of the book if you are having trouble with god it helps you come to a realization that there maybe is something out there for you and that brings us into how it
1: works how it works, the steps, how, how you get connected to God. We realize in order for us to have a relationship with God, we have to choose to have a relationship with God. And we also have to clear away the stuff that's blocking me from having that relationship with God. So we may have a third step prayer, which is a commitment to, to go through with this work and have a relationship with God. The fourth step is where we find out in resentments and fears, uh, sex conduct and harms to others, what is specifically blocking me from God. And I got this wonderful pages of just life that's blocking me from God and I really need help trying to figure out what it is and I need to get into some
2: action and then we have into action and into action is seven steps I believe so you have that four-step inventory and then you're going to do a fifth step with a sponsor and someone who's guided by God is going to have six and seven and they're going to come up with the list of character defects and then after that you're going to take that four step and you're going to find out who you owe amends to and you're going to do eight and nine and then you're going to go out and repair the damage done in the past. Once you have that set in place, you can do 10 and 11. And 10 and 11 is kind of like your daily instructions, your God breakfast, we can call it, your nightly inventory.
1: And it says in the book over and over time, in order to stay sober, it, you must have effective work with other alcoholics. It says it time and time again. So we have a whole chapter called Working With Others. Working With Others is basically not a guide to, quote, unquote, how to sponsor somebody from day one to, to them being recovered. It's a great introduction to how to 12-step somebody, how to introduce them to Alcoholics Anonymous, how to explain to alcoholism, to get them excited and and. and, and big book sponsorship, how to get them into the book and get them started on that way. So once we get them connected to God and working with others themselves, then we need to be able to look how to deal with other people that are related
2: to alcoholics. And we have a chapter called To Wives. And I I just thought about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh But in the Preface and Forage, it talks about how our way of life is its advantages for all. Yes. Right? So then we have a chapter to wives. And to wives is basically like working with others in a sense, but it's to the wives. It basically walks the wives through on how to deal with an alcoholic, lists different types of alcoholics, sees if they really are an alcoholic, and it gives them skills and aptitudes to deal with an alcoholic. Four different types of alcoholics are
1: explained. Four different types of ways to deal with them are explained. Nothing's written in concrete. There's all suggestions in there. Just like, you know, the information on the alcoholic isn't at all. Alcoholics are, are the same from our standpoint in the families. By the way, it's to the wives, to the husbands, to the boyfriends, to the girlfriends, to the brothers and sisters. That's sort of a lot what that is. So once we figure out how to deal with the partners of an alcoholics, we have a chapter called into more about more. Family afterward. Family afterward. Oh, <laughs> I just had a senior moment. Family <laughs> afterward. We like to say afterward. What? After the program of Alcoholics Anonymous was, was discovered by these people. Because remember, before this book came on, nobody had any idea how to deal with drunk dad or drunk Uncle Bob or drunk husband and stuff like that. So we have this thing called Family Afterwards, which helps the family to, to deal with some of their conceptions of how life's going to be amazing again. Maybe it isn't. Dad's going to be super sober. Maybe he's not. Maybe dad gets super sober and life turns better. It, they're, they're, they don't really know what to expect. So, this gives the family an opportunity to to have some experience, shared experience of other people to learn how to deal with this weight, this whole new way of life. So, we started wrapping up on page 126. We're going to start our reading. We're going to give you some good reading tonight. Um, Diddly do. 126, the second full paragraph, sometimes mother. And then we're just going to keep reading until we tell you to stop. Hi, nervous? Good.
7: No. Hello, I'm Shay. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hey, Shay. All right. Uh, Sometimes mother and children don't think so. Uh, Having been neglected and misused in the past, they think Father owes them more than they are getting. They want him to make a a fuss over them. They respect him to give them the nice... They expect him to give them the nice things or the nice times they used to have before he drank so much and to show his... uh, Contrition for what they suffered, but dad doesn't give freely of himself. Resentment grows. He becomes still less communicative. Sometimes he explodes over a trifle. The family is mystified. They criticize, pointing out how he is falling down on his spiritual program.
1: Who thinks they know what contrition means? Who doesn't know what contrition means? Contrition, remorse, expressed or
7: displayed, regret or wrongdoing. This sort of thing can be avoided. Both father and the family are mistaken, though each side may have some justification. It is of little use to argue and only makes the impasse worse. The family must realize that dad, though marvelously improved, is still uh, convalescing. They should be thankful he is sober and able to be of this world once more. Let them praise his uh, progress. Let them remember that his drinking wrought all kinds of danger or damage that may take long to repair. If they sense these things, they will not take so seriously his periods of crankiness, depression, or apathy, which will disappear when there is tolerance, love, and spiritual misunderstanding. (laughs) Uh, The head of the house ought to remember that he is mainly to blame for what befell his home, He can scarcely square the account in his lifetime, but he must see the danger of over-concentration on financial success. Although financial recovery is on the way for many of us, we found we could not place money first. For us, material well-being always followed spiritual progress. It never proceeded. Since the home has suffered more than anything else, it is well that a man exert himself there. He is not likely to get far in any direction, if he fails to sh- to show unselfishness and and love under his own roof, we know them. We know there are difficult wives and families. But the man who is get the man who is getting over alcoholism must remember he did much to make them so. As each member of a resentful family begins to see his shortcomings and admits them to the others, he he lays a basis for helpful discussion. These family talks will be constructive if they can be carried on without heated argument, self-pity, self-justification, or resentful criticism. Little by little, mother and children will see they ask too much, and father will see he gives too little. Giving rather than getting will become the guiding principle. Assume, on the other hand, that father has, at the outset, a stirring spiritual experience. Overnight, as it were, he is a different man, he becomes a religious enthusiast. He is unable to focus on anything else. As soon as his sobriety begins to be taken as a matter of course, the family may look at this at their strange new dad with apprehension, uh, then with irritation. There is talk about spiritual matters. Uh, there is talk about spiritual matters morning, noon, and night. Who can relate to that? Mm-hmm. Some nods. He may demand that the family find God in a hurry Or exhibit amazing indifference to them And say he is above worldly considerations He may tell mother, who has been religious all her life That she doesn't know what it's all about And that she had better get uh, his brand of spirituality While there is yet time When father takes this track, the family may react unfavorably they may be jealous of a God who has stolen dad's affections. While grateful that he drinks no more, they may not like the idea that God has accomplished the miracle where they failed. They often forget father was beyond human aid. They may not see why their love and devotion did not strengthen him, straighten him out. Dad is not so spiritual after all, they say. If he means, uh, if he means to right his past wrongs, Why all this concern for everyone in the world but his family? Mm. What about his talk that God will care, that will take care of them? They suspect Father is a bit balmy. He is not so unbalanced as they might think. Many of us have experienced Dad's elation. We have indulged in spiritual intoxication like a gaunt gaunt prospector uh, belt drawn in over the last ounce of food. Our pick struck gold. Joy at our release from a lifetime of frustration knew no bonds. Father feels he has struck something better than gold. For a time, he may try to hug the, the new treasure to himself. He may not see at once that he has barely scratched a limitless load, which will pay dividends only if he mines it for the rest of his life and insists on going away, the entire giving away the entire product. If the family cooperates. Dad will soon see that he is suffering from a distortion of values. He will perceive that his spiritual growth is lopsided, that for an average man like himself, a spiritual life which does not include his family obligation may not be so perfect after all. If the family will appreciate that Dad's current behavior is but a phase of his development, all will be well. In the midst of an understanding and sympathetic family, these, these vagaries... Of dad's spiritual infancy will quickly disappear.
1: So we're going to start asking our questions on page 124. Oh, Fred, you're just running out there.
2: Yeah, I want to run today. You want to run today? I want to okay. run today. Uh,
1: page 124, the top of the page. And let me find it here in Page 127. Did I say 24? Yeah, yeah. 127. Okay, cool. Senior life. <clears throat> it's when that little red card from. Triple A or double A's? A-A-R-P. A-R-P, yeah, that one. <laughs> okay. Um, what should the head of the house remember?
8: A family should realize that, Dad, that marvelously improved. Nope. Still- the Nope. Yep.
1: The head of the house. It's, it's, it's a real easy one. What should the head of the house remember? Second, big The person. head
8: of the house ought to remember that. He is mainly to blame for what befell his home.
1: Great. Um, what will he probably never be able to do?
8: He can scarcely square the account in his lifetime. What danger must he consider?
9: But he
6: must see the danger of over concentration on fi- financial success.
1: Even though financial recovery is progressing, what do we know?
6: Although financial recovery is on the way for many of us, we found we could not place money first.
1: For us, what must come first?
3: For us, material well being always followed spiritual progress, it never proceeded. Hmm.
1: Two-part question, next paragraph. What has suffered more than anything else? And part B, what should the alcoholic do? Since the home has suffered
2: more than anything else, it is well that a man exert himself there.
1: Next question, if he really wants to
2: recover, what should he do?
10: He is not likely to get far in any direction if he fails to show in and love under his own roof.
1: Two-part question. We know that some alcoholics are faced with what, part B, but the alcoholic must remember what?
11: We
12: know there are difficult wives and families, but the man who is getting over alcohol must remember he did much to make them so.
1: Next paragraph. What will happen when each member of the family begins to apply his, to his respective 12-step program?
13: As a member of a resentful family begins to see his shortcomings and admits them to others, he lays a basis for a helpful discussion.
1: These family meetings will work if they are conducted without what?
11: These family talks <coughs> will be constructive if they can be carried on without heated argument, self-pity, self-justification, or resentful criticism.
1: Two-part question. Little by little, the family will do what in Part B, and father will begin to do what?
0: Little by little, mother and children will see they ask too much, and father will see he gives too much.
1: Gives too little. Gives too little. Boom, shakalaka! What very important <laughs> thing becomes our guiding principle?
13: Giving rather than getting will become the guiding principle. Boom. Could you repeat that one more
1: time? That was a good one.
13: Giving rather than getting will become the guiding principle.
1: Boom. That sounds like a psychic change for ninety for all of us. What? Rather than get caught up in business, assume father has had what?
13: Assume, on the other hand, that father has, at the outset, a stirring spiritual experience.
1: Um, What happens overnight?
4: Overnight, as it were, he is a different man. And he becomes a what? He becomes a religious enthusiast. That's a polite way of putting it. He can't do what?
14: He is unable to focus on anything else.
1: Now, this is from the family's point of view. So they're they're teaching us how to temper that. Um, As soon as the family can accept his sobriety, they begin to do what?
13: As soon as his sobriety begins to be taken as a matter of course, the family may look at their strange new dad with apprehension, then with irritation. He talks only of what?
5: There is talk about spiritual matters morning, noon, and night. He may do which of two things? He may demand that the family find God in a hurry or exhibit amazing indifference
9: to them which say he is above worldly considerations.
1: Okay. He may tell his wife what?
9: He may tell his mother, who has been religious all her life, that she doesn't know what it's all about and that she had better get his brand of spirituality why there is yet time.
1: Somebody's going to get a whooping. <clears throat> Next paragraph. What happens when father goes religious?
6: When father takes this tack, the family may react unfavorably.
1: Who may they become jealous of? They may be jealous
2: of a God who has stolen dad's affections.
1: Even though they are happy, he is sober. What may they not like?
15: While grateful that he drinks no more, they may not like that the idea that God has accomplished the miracle where they failed.
1: What may have they forgotten?
5: They often forget Father was behind, beyond human aid.
2: They may not be able to see what? They may not see why their love and devotion did not straighten them out. Okay. Dad really isn't what, they think. Dad isn't so spiritual after all, they say.
1: If he really wants to make amends to the family, why is he doing What?
10: If he means to right his past wrongs, why all this concern for everyone in the world but his family?
1: Since he's too busy to take care of them, who does he tell them will?
5: What about his talk that God will take care of them?
1: What do they think has happened to dad?
6: They suspect father is a bit balmy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Next paragraph. He really isn't what?
16: He's not so unbalanced as they might think.
1: What have most of us experienced? Uh, Many of us have. Many of us. Uh,
9: Many of us have experienced dad's elation.
1: What have we indulged in?
9: We have
16: indulged in spiritual intoxication.
1: Who can we be compared to?
13: Like a gaunt? Prospector, belt drawn in over the last ounce of food, our pick struck gold.
1: What knows no bounds? Joy at
17: our release from a lifetime of frustration you knew no bounds.
1: What does father feel he has found?
10: Father feels he has struck something better than gold.
1: And what will he do initially?
15: For a time, he may try to hug the new treasure to himself. Two-part question.
1: What may he not be able to see for a while and part B, which will continue to pay off only so long as he does what?
10: He may not see at once that he has barely scratched a limitless load which will pay dividends only if he minds it for the rest of his life and insists on giving away the entire product.
1: What will happen when the family cooperates?
2: If the family cooperates, dad will soon suffering from a distortion of values.
1: That, listen to that one, right? Two-part question. What will he finally discover what has been missing?
3: He will perceive that his spiritual growth is lopsided. That for an average man like himself, a spiritual life, which does not include his family obligations, may not be so perfect after all. When the family realizes the truth, what will happen?
6: If the family will appreciate that dad's current behavior is but a phase of his development, all will be well.
1: With an understanding family, what usually
6: happens? In the midst of an understanding and sympathetic family, these vagaries of dad's spiritual infancy will quickly disappear.
1: This is open for comments, experience, and questions at this Mm. time. You know, I like how they're talking to multiple people in this past reading what I just did. You know, I said last week that I wish I had read these things you know, very early on in recovery. It would have explained a lot of my you know, overzealous behavior. And then if my roommate had read this and my family had read this, they probably would have like not rolled their eyes to me so much in the beginning. You know, for me, it was really important to get, really jump into this and make this a new way of life for me. But I could see how if they didn't know, if they didn't know this stuff, which they didn't, they probably thought I was getting a little bit balmy. Talk of it daily. And there he is going to a meeting. Like how many times do you have to keep going to meetings? Are you going to keep going to meetings for the rest of your life? All these things. So this is just giving basic information to the folks who are active with us. And we got Pete in the
12: back. Hi, Peter. Hi, I'm an alcoholic. My name is Peter, and this is my home group. Hi, Peter. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of information in this, in this chapter. Um, And um, as a new person, you know, in, in recovery. um, Yeah. You know, there is a lot of like fumbling around with the spiritual life and getting orientated and connected with that way of living and so on. Um, So yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of mistakes and, You know, you're going to rub some people good and, you know, you're going to rub some people wrong. Um, And I think, like, what I'm learning right now is that, you know, it's a lifelong process that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not going to be beyond worldly considerations. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, I'll have my high moments. I'll have my low moments. And that's reality. You know, the thing is, is that I continue to make progress and that I stay connected with you guys, especially the guys and gals who have been around um, experiencing this longer than I have. And I thank you all for that.
5: Recovered Alcoholic Kelly. Hi, Kelly. I'm really focusing on this part that says, but he must see the danger of over-concentration on financial success. Although financial recovery is on the way for many of us, we found we could not place money first. For us, material well-being always followed spiritual progress, but it never proceeded. (laughs) This is said over and over and over again. Recovery first, the rest will follow and that to me is what this says if you fo- if you put anything in front of your recovery getting your family back getting your job back getting your car back getting your boyfriend back if you want anything back in the right way you have to be recovered you have to recover in order to get what god wants you to have in the order you're supposed to receive it and it's just kind of like a you know a flashing danger sign you know don't put anything in front of your recovery find get that spiritual progress and the blessings will follow and i love that
1: Thanks. You know, this definitely isn't like ammunition for the family to get dad to stop going to meetings or that's to get mom or dad, the alcoholic, working with other people. This is this is just sort of like letting them to... Like when... when remember two wives where we're, the first part of the wives are trying to get the wife to get the... the the feeling that she's not the only person this has happened to, that what her life is like is what basically happens to anybody who is involved with an alcoholic. That's what this is part two, you know, getting the family used. Dad's going to be a little out of, you know, a little balmy at first, but it will pay off and give him some space. Hi, Bill.
8: Hi, I'm Bill. I'm a grateful recovered alcoholic. Hi, Bill. Uh, Many, most uh, religious or spiritual philosophies, including this program, as I understand it, recommends balance in all things. And uh, what I hear described here is people in early recovery and their families going from pillar to post, one extreme to the other, and it's recommending that we try to find that balance. Um, You have multiple personalities, all recovering from the ravages of alcoholism, the family, including the alcoholic, the recovered alcoholic, or recovering alcoholic, and they have all these intense emotions and resentments and hopes and fears. And and that can ignite a, a lot of really radical behavior. And and what it's really suggesting here is that we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We often surprise how the right answers come after we try that for a while. To it cautions us against radical and, and exaggerated behavior. And, and I think that that's really what this program is suggesting, you know, that, that we find that median way, that we find that, that peaceful place. And the road to do that is by working the spiritual program. So uh, I, I don't envy these people they're, they're, they're in the sense that they have a hell of a challenge in front of them, yet they have a great opportunity as well. But it all depends on whether they're willing to pursue balance in all things. That's all I got. Thanks. Thanks.
1: This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided hereafter in this drama life, God was to be our director. He is the principal and we are his agents. He is the father and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant art through which we pass to freedom. Just like Bill said, this is all about balance. What would God want us to do in all areas? How the families to react and how the father's supposed to react.
15: Hi. My name's Tommy and I am an alcoholic. Hi, Tommy. The line that stuck out to me says these family talks will be constructive if they can be carried out without heated argument, self-pity, self-justification, or resentful criticism. You know, when I was new in recovery, my talks with my sponsor used to be you won't believe what they did at work today. Or I'm having this hard time dealing with my boss. Or some trivial thing like that along those lines that to me at that time were a big deal, you know. Today in my recovery, my talks are more like I can't communicate with my brother without blowing up and having this huge argument, you know. Or the same thing with my father. And uh, I mean to the point where I had to call my sponsor a couple of weeks ago and ask him, do I need to do like a 10th and 11th step and call them and offer an apology right now? Because I don't know what to do. And uh, no, I did not owe him an apology for this. There, there's been others that I did. So don't let me sound like an angel by any means. But in this particular situation, I didn't, you know. But this line right here, if they can be carried out or carried on without the argument, Without the pity, without the justification, without the resentment, without the criticism. That's not happening. So, for me in my situation, you know, as painful as it is, I've had to make a decision to put some space in there. I have to let time do its thing. I've got to let God do his thing, you know. And... uh yeah, that's about all I got on that one. So I'm I'm still struggling with the family afterward. In certain areas, you know, I've got like the relationship with mom is great. You know, the relationship with my other brother is great. Grandparents great. But there's still a couple in there that it's like this uphill battle that there's we're just not making any ground. And you know what? At some point, you know, I had to start making decisions on where does my serenity need to come into play here, you know? How long do I need to sit there and lose my serenity and beat myself up when the other side isn't willing to work? So, you know, for me, for lack of better words, I had to start getting selfish about my serenity and decide that I'm not going to keep fighting that fight, you know? But uh, that's where I got on that. Thank you.
1: You know, an advice to people with domestic situations was referring to relationships, but sometimes with family members, you know, sometimes it's best to keep away from each other until we grow until they grow. Imagine now this is this is information on families that are reading the book and it's confusing for them having read the book imagine what it's like for family members who haven't had the opportunity to read the book and they wonder what's up with Mike Chase. Why is he like, doing, You know, it's like, and family members, they don't get it. So we got to, you know, it's important for us to like know this. So I, I've sponsored Alcoholics of All Ilks and I've even sponsored, um, you know, Women with children and families and, and, and taking them through the steps and working with them. I had, to, I had to deal with their expectations on commitment to meetings and stuff like that based on the fact that they got kids at home. They got, you know, stuff. so every, everything can't be rubber stamped. Everybody's recovery is based on what God would best have you do. And the families just also, you, know, you got to get this information into families wherever possible. That, that's an uphill battle. We got Chris up here. I think it's hard to get an alcoholic sober. Sometimes getting a family to read these parts of the books is really difficult.
10: Hi, I'm Chris. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hi, Chris. Um, You know, I I think about my experience, and it's like uh, as I was getting into debt while I was in active alcoholism, I wasn't aware of this financial burden that I was creating for myself later on. And then after having this spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, as the result of the steps, um you know, at first I just didn't really care. I dove headlong into the religious part as it, as it discusses. And, um, you know, thankfully, uh, I had already had the divorce, so I didn't have to explain that to my wife, but, um, you know, my family, I think really embraced that. And then I went back to the opposite extreme from that, from going to church three or four times a week to really getting fixated on this line on page 15 in Bill's story, where it says business and professional men have regained their standing and I was just like, "That's a promise, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig myself out of this hole that I'm in." And I just got really obsessed with that. And my sponsor pointed out to me on page 98 where it says, "The men who cry for money and shelter before conquering alcohol are on the wrong track." And and then this just re reconfirms that. And the book will always correct me if I'm willing to listen to it uh, and what and what it says here um, about you know financial recovery is on the way, but we can't place money first and. Uh, it always followed spiritual progress, never preceded, and it's like it's really good to affirm that. And I'd, I'd sure love to find that balance that Bill was talking about, because uh, it seems like I'm going back and forth to the extremes. But uh, anyway, I'm grateful to be here and grateful for the message tonight. Thanks.
2: Giving rather than getting will become the guiding principle. So, if I guess if I was just getting sober and looking at that, I would be like. How do you give, you know? Um, But there's many ways to give. I was just thinking when I used to work at Publix, I used to do so many 10 steps and I would call my sponsor and I'd be like, I would go to the bathroom and pray and he's like, go help somebody, go help somebody, go help somebody. I wasn't through my steps at the time. And I'm sitting there like, how do you help somebody? But it could just be a compliment. It could just be a simple, just get out of yourself and just constantly think of other people. Um, It can be the littlest gesture. I just met this gentleman today and I was like, hey, what's your name? Welcome, you know? It was nice to meet you. So my point that I'm trying to say is it doesn't, doesn't matter where you are. There's ways to help people and get out of yourself. That's the best way for me is when I'm in my head, I'm, I have to help another person. I get to.
6: Hi, I'm Lexi. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hey, Lexi. I love the family afterward and to wives because no matter who they're written for, you know, There's so many different spot checks for your own program as a recovered alcoholic at any stage in your recovery. You know, even reading them, I'm reminded of a few things that, like, I do wrong from time to time. Like, I can ask myself if I'm having healthy conversations without heated argument, self-pity, self-justification, or resentful criticism. I mean, I'm sure I'm not perfect at that. Earlier we read, like, do I... Use an instance that I've forgiven someone and then angrily cast the ashes about. Like, I'm sure I do that. Do I have enough tolerance, love, and spiritual understanding in my life to combat these periods of crankiness, depression, or apathy? Am I putting my material well-being before my spiritual progress? Um... Am I criticizing, pointing out how my friends are falling down on their spiritual programs? And these are all on these two pages. You know, every single paragraph has kind of a spot check for your own program. Um, And I just find these chapters so valuable regardless of even what they're touching upon here. So thanks for letting me share.
1: Yeah, there we go. One of the unfair things is we got prepped for this chapter. The family members don't. We have this, like this chapter. Um, Perhaps there's something, let's see, diddly do... There, if there's no such complications, this is from page 82. This is dealing with the family and wives and domestic situations. If there's no such complications, there's still plenty we can do at home. Sometimes we hear an alcoholic say the only thing he needs to do is keep sober. Certainly he must keep sober for the being at home if he doesn't. But he has yet a long way from making good to the wife or parents whom for years he's shockingly treated. Passing all understanding of the patients, wives and, patients mothers and wives that had with alcoholics. Had it not been, so many of us would have no home today or perhaps be dead. The alcoholic is like a tornado, roaring his way through the lives of others. Hearts are broken. Sweet relationships are dead. Affections have been uprooted. Selfish and inconsiderate habits have kept us the home in turmoil. We feel like a man is unthinking when he says that sobriety is enough. He's like the farmer who came up out of the cyclone cellar to find his home ruined. To his wife, he remarked, don't see anything the matter. Here, ma, ain't a grand. The wind stopped blowing. You know, there is a period of a long period of reconstruction ahead. We must take the lead. Remorseful mumbling, we are sorry, will not fit the bill at all. So it's important for us to remember where we're coming from because our lives have flipped. We're happy, sober, and free, and the family's still struggling on this devastation, and Dad seems to be really all happy, and they're still trying to get along with life. A lot going down. Hi, Andre.
4: Andre, recovered alcoholic. Hey, Andre. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's absolutely a long period of reconstruction ahead. I mean, um, that's absolutely been my experience. Um, And, you know, just like it was said earlier by one of our members, you know, this chapter is all about, you know, the interaction uh, between the alcoholic and the family and, you know, what it's like in early recovery and some things that the family is going to face. And, um, I mean, one sentence that really stood out to me in the middle of 129, it says, uh, if the family will appreciate that dad's current behavior is but a phase of of his development, All will be well now. I mean, I don't know if all will be well, but I mean, they they understood, you know, my family, you know, when I was, um, you know, head over heels with Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, going to five to eight meetings a day, you know, within my first 90 days, because I was blessed, you know, now, you know, in hindsight, I was blessed with unemployment, Um, you know, I had the luxury of time. Um, you know, and that turned out to be the best thing that happened. Cause I was able, you know, to go to a ton of meetings, knock out my steps, you know, within like the first 60 days, you know, get a real firm foundation in this program. And, um, you know, thank God that, thank God I was unemployed in the beginning. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, I guess, you know, what I'm thinking about is balance, you know? Um, I mean, I still don't know what balance is, you know, after a couple of years, I still have a hard time achieving it. Um, it's gotten better. Um, you know, but it's something I'm striving for. You know, balancing time with you know, because now that I'm recovered, um, you know, I realize that you know I have neglected my family a lot, um, and you know, and they're very important in my life. So it's um, my time is the one thing you know that's invaluable, and that's that's what I have to you know to learn to share with others. So thank you. for sharing.
1: You know, I've always preferred sponsoring my guys in a way that they get a little. Uh, Fanatic in early AA because it's a lot easier to go from fanatic to normal than to go from slacky to middle. You know, get them, get them excited. Like the gift that you had to be living in it and just overdosing in recovery to where you can mellow out and be, you know, a possible member of society.
9: Hi, hi, Laura, recovering alcoholic. Hi, Laura. Um, hi. Um, just um, uh, they just made me want to share a little experience of what I've gone through when it comes to, like, you know, the family afterwards is um, my, uh, my father, like, alcoholism has ran in my family well before me on my mom's side and my dad's side. Um, and my father, after 25 years of active alcoholism, now, um, you know, by seeing me work a program, you know, he has 60, 62 days clean. And I've never seen that before, 60 days yeah. sober, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, my mother, who has struggled with the relationship with God, for a very long time. Now, you know, she has a relationship with God again, something that I thought I'd never see. You know, my mom lost a daughter when we were really young. And um, so, yeah, um, from seeing me down here and working a program, um, it has affected my family in a lot of positive ways, and I'm very grateful for today. So I just wanted to share that. Thanks for sharing.
15: Um,
16: Let's see. They often forget their father was beyond human aid. They did not see why their love and devotion did not straighten him out. As both Al-Anon and alcoholic, I can see both sides of this. I didn't understand why my family members had to use and, you know, they would be okay for a while until they weren't. And then I thought as soon as they went away, all the problems would go away. But then I saw myself in the same situations. Um, that they were in and I realized that I mean I could relate a lot more than I thought. It just doesn't go away just because the alcohol goes away. Mm. The problems are still there and there's only one way to dissolve those problems is through finding a higher power because human aid does avail us nothing. They can help guide us to the right solution. But yeah. Thanks for letting me share.
13: Hi Barry, recovered alcoholic. My name is Barry. Hello Barry, and this is a, uh, a very timely and um, useful reminder. The content that we're discussing tonight. Um, you know, in the in the past, I've certainly placed material well-being ahead of spiritual progress, whether it be uh, jumping back into a career that uh, provided some additional stress and tripped me up, or uh, you know, it it speaks about. Spiritual intoxication and kind of shouting from the rooftops this change that I feel is going on and having that lead to making amends sooner than I should be within the progress or within the process. So it's very helpful tonight, and my sponsor is excellent at helping me to restructure priorities, take things slow, and actually trudge the road and not uh, try to sprint the road to happy destiny. Because I don't. It's not up to me to see where. God's will is going to have me, you know, as I'm down down the road in the process. But all I need to do is concentrate on the next step, and that's to keep things simple. Thanks. know, one thing
1: I've, I've noticed about everything about To the Wives and what we've read so far, we're not blowing smoke up their dresses, you know. They're being up and honest, and this might happen, and this might happen. You know, it's, it's giving them an actual view of what the possible life is going to be like. You know, 1928 and 2019, Families still have the same issues that they had back then. So we're going to start wrapping up right now. Um, let's see, where do we go? First of all, let's thank Shay for reading and sitting up here. So That's We'd like to that that Shay. Piano. You're coming up again someday. By the way, Shay just recently completed his steps. So if you know somebody looking for a big sponsor, this would be the guy to go
2: to right yeah, boom sure.
1: you're ready aren't yes, you
2: Yes, from a vision for you page 164 God will constantly disclose more to you and to us ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick the answers will come if your own house is in order but you obviously cannot transmit something you haven't got see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others this is the great fact for us abandon yourself to God as you understand God admit your faults to him and to your fellows Clear away
1: the wreckage of your past. Give freely what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny.
2: You ever notice this, this next part's like a tongue twister? Yeah. Okay, so you ready? It is, is a practice of the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group for group member sponsors to introduce their new sponsees by presenting them with the sponsorship medallion. Does anyone want to do so tonight? So what
1: he just said, if you're a member of El Anonymous and you have a sponsee and you want to get them known to the family of El Anonymous, come on up, we've got a medallion you give them. They, they come up here, we see them, we get an opportunity to maybe talk to them afterwards. So um, if you're too oblivious to notice new people, this is a great way to see new
4: people. So great. Let's pass that on. Andre, recovered alcoholic. Hey, Andre. All right. So, um, so I've been working with this guy for, for about two weeks now. We've um, he's on fire. He's willing. You know, we've gone through the preface, the forwards, and the doctor's opinion. Working on Bill's story now. So, uh, everybody, welcome, Trevor. Yeah, hey, Trevor. Trevor.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Thanks. Nice to meet you.
11: Alcoholic named Brian. Hey, I, uh, Brian, how are you? Good. Good meeting tonight. Thank, Thank you very much. Glad well you're to here. You. all of you. Uh, I uh, got a call uh, yesterday. I guess it was uh, about a friend who was in need, and he was in Fort Lauderdale, and so they thought of me. Uh, my home group is a Thursday night study group here in Fort Lauderdale. Also, conflicts with your meeting on Thursday night, though. But, you know, hey. Um, <laughs> if you leave our group quickly enough, you can get but to But I us. don't do anything on Monday nights usually other than, other than watch television with my wife, who also had a meeting, so it worked out perfectly that I got to pick up David and bring him here and, and come to the uh, uh, Mike Chase's group for the first time. What do you call it again?
1: Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book <laughs>
11: Study Group. Yeah, Mike Chase's group. Uh, this, is, this is David, everybody. <laughs> hey, David.
1: Honored to have you here. Thanks, David.
2: We'll take that. Thanks. You know how to use one of these. Fred, recovered alcoholic. Hey, Freddie. So I met Chad last week. We Chad. did the preface and forge later on in the week. We're meeting up Thursday to go over a doctor's opinion. I just want everyone to kind of get his number, bring him into the family, and just welcome him in.
1: Chad, yeah. to have you here. <laughs> Has anyone, does anyone, how do we say that? Is anyone picking up a medallion tonight? A year or more of recovery that happened from like last week to today. Is anyone going to be wanting to pick one up next week? Okay.
2: Does anyone need of a big book sponsor? Raise your hand.
1: Who needs a sponsor? Raise your hand. And if you're too shy, come on up. We got a gal looking for a sponsor. Awesome. We'll get to the gals. Talk to her. We'll meet, uh, and if you're too shy, come up to the podium afterwards, and we'll, we'll introduce you to some folks. Also, if you stick around and do service afterwards, that's a sneaky way to get a sponsor, because you can Ooh. find
17: the
2: people that actually do stuff. <laughs> if, you'd like to, if you'd like to become a member of this group, please join us after the meeting to fill out a fun membership card. And can all home group
1: that are going to stick around and help tear down the group raise your hands? Nice. You'll help and us stick out around the for the meeting. home group meeting, raise your hands. Cool.
2: Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We hope to see you next week. Thursday evening is our Alcoholics and Gods Step Series Workshop starting at 715 downstairs in the Fellowship Hall. Eighth session. Allie B is absolutely on fire with an,
1: it. Uh, just burning the house down. The fire department's come in twice. Seriously. Shh. Gals, Shh. bring some gal friends. It's, 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 it's an honor to hear a woman that... that, that knows the information that she knows and literally she is on fire. So gal friends bring more gals and guys come along too.
2: <laughs> um, just a quick reminder, please wait until you are seventy five feet away from the doors to vapor smoke.
1: And let's see. Let's close with the Lord's prayers so everybody just sort of get settled down a bit from all the excitement today.
2: Our Father, Our Father.
1: Godspeed. We'll see y'all later.
17: Heart is heavy, soul is thirsty, body's aching. I am desperately in need of restoration. Yeah. You to take me. High. Can't get through And oh, when you're smiling When you're smiling The whole world smiles with you Yes, when you're laughing when you're laughing Yes, yeah, the sun come shining through But when you're crying You bring on the rain Stop your sign baby And be happy again Yes, and keep on smiling Keep on smiling, baby
14: count my blessings when I go to sleep at night, and I dream now, Uh uh-huh, fear has left me and I'm standing tall, a pile of bricks now lies, where once there stood a wall that I hid behind, for all this time. Sometimes it takes a burning bush to a great white light, to set you right. my eyes don't cry now, I'm about to die, the pity party's over, the guest of honor has arrived, and he's on my side, green now, growing vines, they twist and turn each wave. (laughs) oh man going on 10 years old that song is god bless i love you mike chase bye